I am unashamed. What about you? Well, so we're back in the in the lair, the unashamed lair, our new uh, digs. I like our new digs, Dad. When you built this, like you built this because this was our staging area for hunting, did you ever in your mind, did you ever in your wildest imagination think that we would be sitting here around a table uh, sharing the Bible with America and beyond, and Canada and beyond? Looking back at it, no, I never, I never thought it would come to that. I actually just put it here because it's pretty good to come back from hunting. I mean, you have a a, a bona fide commode. There is a bathroom here, yeah, which is that, important for the unashamed crew. The woods where now, we how stay. does a commode become bona fide? <laughs> because what's the, the unbona fide method is you squat out under an uh, oak tree. And sorry, I asked. Take sorry. a dump, oh, wipe yeah. the tail with the leaves, the top leaves. That, that's not bona fide. I said we need to get enough culture about us to have a commode where people can come in and take a leak and flush it. And it's a little more. What's the word? Civilized. A little more hygiene. A little more cosmopolitan. So, Dad, so it's it's funny you said that. It just made me think of something. So I was in Utah. A hundred years ago, this would have been out of the question. Oh, we would be in a mansion. So I was up in Utah a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. I mean, they're going through the national parks. They're beautiful, by the way. I mean, God made all this to look at. But the federal government has some restrooms and stuff there, which I appreciate. And I go in there, and there's a... There's just a, a urinal. It's kind of like one of those outhouses, you know, because it just mm-hmm. goes right into the ground. But it's nicer than that. It's got water. Wash your hands. But there are signs up there. And the sign was like, don't poop on the floor. And it showed a person like like a stick person squatting down on the floor and had a round that, thing. That's why we have a commode here. Well, right. And, and then there was another one that said, and don't stand on the toilet and poop. And then it gave the here's what you do. There were three pictures there, and two had an X. You know, this well, how to how to how to guide your your, your posterior end to a to this. So what I, I thought was like, okay, I mean that seemed obvious to me, but apparently you don't put a sign up there like that unless somebody has pooped on the floor, and stood up on the toilet, and then so somebody told me in other countries they're not used to American European models of commode. And so that's they're used to just squatting over a hole in the ground. So that was the problem is, is people that come in. So I, I just laughed because I thought, you know, I thought it was pretty much standard mm. commode 101 you that you wouldn't get up on the commode <laughs> and poop all over the seat well, or I, in the corner. I just well, found that funny when you said it that. It just event. reminded me of the crowd now that's in our streets that are throwing feces. Yeah. I guess they're on. I don't know. Or some throwing their feces on law enforcement. It's pretty so, sad. So what what do you call that? Is that peaceably assembling? No. I, I Throwing your feces on law enforcement. Did you see this on the news? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I haven't heard of that, but I would call that ridiculous. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. That's you should be jailed for that. That should be a crime. So so we also have a kitchen, Dad, just to complete your circle around the room. We stopped at the commode. Uh, we got a nice kitchen in here. We got our uh, coffee, black, black coffee rifle coffee going around. Then we have all our crew over here. So this is a great setup. I think yeah, it is. I well. actually like it better than the last and one. And it is the staging area. So just outside, the, you go outside the lair and you take a left and it goes right into our hunting property, which is now you know close to, what, 2,000 acres of hunting property that's here, which is amazing. Yeah. And it was not really worth anything unless you're a hunter or a fisher. Right, because it floods. We've talked about that. It's flooded Doesn't before. Nobody would want it but us. That's exactly right. Yeah. But while you were in Utah, I went to Montana. We had a few days off here. Every year, you know, my family, as in my wife and kids, we go somewhere. I think we've been doing it about five years, maybe. We've yeah. been, we went to Israel. Was that the last trip? No, no, that was the year a, before last. Because you went to Utah one year. Went to Utah. You actually went to the, the where first I went. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we went to the Narrows, which, uh, which is called uh, Zion. Yeah, Zion yeah. is there. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. we um, were in Moab, which was close to Canyonland. And so, uh, like last year, we went to Hilton Head, South Carolina, which was a little more touristy. Yeah. A lot of people, but it was it was good. Did you play Hilton Head? Did you play the golf course? No, we stayed there. But we didn't because it was always crowded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we we played played a few golf courses. No, we went to Montana, and uh, 
that was the first thing I'm going to say is that it was the the temperature was in the low 40s. Mm. The highs Ooh, that sounds nice were right like now. 70 to 72. That's our January. Yeah, oh, I was cold. The first thing I did when I got there was buy a jacket. Build a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're because we're up in the mountain, and because uh, our temperature right now in Louisiana is just Africa. That's what it says. You know, it doesn't even give you a number. Africa. Which what's funny? You're talking about playing golf. So, my son, he said, I was I was looking at things to do. He said, Do you realize we're staying in this neighborhood that has the number three golf course destination in the world? And I was like, really? I was like, well, let's go play. And he's That's like, it, Yellowstone? No, this was in, uh, we were in Big Sky. And uh, I said, well, let's go play. And he's like, well, it's private. You know, you can't play. It's just a, you know, a club. They don't allow visitors. I said, let's oh, face it, Jay, some people just don't belong. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, oh, oh well, we'll they go took down one there. look at Jay's and said, nah. No, we didn't even ask, you know. <laughs> And so my son, he had an idea. He said, why don't I just call him and ask? I was like, call him up. You know, so yeah. what What do you think that means? If your son <laughs> says, I'm going to call him up and ask, I would think he's going to say, hey, we're from out of town. You no, know, but I know your son, so I'm sure there's going to be something so much more So we're all sitting crappy. in there in the, in the living room. And so my son dials the number and he says, Oh, yes, this is Andy McFarlane. And everybody's looking around. I was like, Andy McFarlane, who is that? It's like, I'm Jace Robertson's personal assistant. And so then I thought, he's kidding. He's actually not talking yeah, to Yeah, he's, he's on hold, right, right? Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, this is funny. You know, and he's like, we're staying up here. And uh, we noticed that, you know, you have one of the greatest golf courses, you know, around. And, and uh, Jace plays golf. And we were just. Wanting to know, is it possible if they can come play, you know, for obviously for you know, whatever monetary you know, amount you see fit. <laughs> so so Reed's so trying to use bigger words because he's oh, just yeah. <laughs> And we're laughing, you know. And so oh, he funny. hangs up. I was like, ha ha. And he's like, we're in. I was like, what? <laughs> that was real? <laughs> so we can we go play this course. I'm and trying to figure out if that was a Christian thing to do. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> well, oh, I don't it's, know. It was I marginal, mean, maybe, God. but, you know. Well, here's he what, was just playing a role. That's all he was doing. Well, here's doing. what's funny. is like an hour later, they call him back on his phone, but he just answers it. Like, hey. And they're like, we're looking for Andy. <laughs> I'm like, glad. He oh, well, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Then he was like, well, actually, I'm Reed. I'm Jace's son. You know, Andy was using my phone. <laughs> so, which, which was is technically, technically true. And they were like, oh, okay. Well, and so they discussed details. That's funny. But Jack Nich Nicholas. By the uh, way, what did they clip you for to play around the golf in, in Big Sky, Montana? <laughs> Private club. It, it wasn't cheap. However, <laughs> it was money to men like us. It so. wasn't as much as I thought because I did get a little nervous because nobody said anything about money. And he's like, all right, we'll come over here and fix you up. And I was like, well, what if he says $5,000? You know, I, I was just prepared. You don't build beautiful golf courses <laughs> yeah. in the middle of nowhere unless you got a pretty good fee coming toward yeah. the public. So I was, it was about 250 bucks ahead. Which for a Which, nice golf courses is not bad at all. I mean, in the I mean, tourist, some people don't play golf. Think, oh, are you crazy? This but, is all news to me. I didn't know. I was just wondering. Yeah, I mean, that's not cheap. Two hundred fifty ahead. But since I the thing was incredible, right. I'm like, okay. you're telling me how beautiful it was. Oh, it's unbelievable. I Nicholas, mean, it was a Nicholas design. Yeah, yeah. no, it was hard. It was it was the best. I've I had the most fun shooting ninety six. For you <laughs> non golfers, that's the lower the score, the better. <laughs> And I beat my two sons. Cause if the old mountain men could <laughs> could look back, the ones that first ran up on Montana and got to looking around like, whoa, smoke coming out of there and pools of acid and hot spring. Yeah, that was in Yellowstone. If they had seen, yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah, if they had yeah, seen you. what was coming, I wonder what they'd you have thought. You think they would have ever thought there'd have been people out there playing golf and just, I, you know, I'm riding around saying, on ATV? I'm just saying. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, it was they, amazing. It was man. a lot different when they were there. I mean, this place it was swanky, but and look, they're only open three months a year because the weather. Oh, you know, most people go here to ski. Yeah, I got right. it. And uh, so that's why they're like, you know, no, because the members they only have so much time to play. Right, I got it. They you. they fit us in, and it, it, the elevation there affects the ball. So it's not like I played that bad, but you're hitting incredible distances. Well, you don't know how far you are. Anytime or, you're playing courses you never played before with clubs that aren't your clubs, it's right. a big disadvantage. I mean, but just the, but it's fun to just experience it. Oh, the experience and and for humans to say, watch this, we're gonna go up top of. The so mountain. where is it compared to Pebble? Because you've always said Pebble was. Your I top. mean, I had I had St Andrews and Pebble one and two. I would put this at number three. Yeah, so as far as just most impressive things I've seen a human do when it comes to and you hadn't played Augusta, so if you ever did that, I hadn't played there. I've been there, which it's awesome. But Hmm. anyway, the basically just to tell you a little bit about our trip because you brought up some of these government regulations. I I think the the thing that made me the most concerned is because you know my crew they like to go hiking which for me i mean i go on these trips because i want to be intentional about my family i want to have some intentional time because if it were up to jace you wouldn't necessarily travel anywhere but all well, right you i like for them i don't like to travel right. i travel all the time but and i sure don't want to just do it for the heck of it right and because they like to hike well when i hike i'm fixed to go shoot something <laughs> or I'm There's scouting of something. I'm I'm hiking. Yeah, I'm going. I'll walk miles because I'm looking for the ducks. When I find them, I run back and say, "We won't get them tomorrow." But just to say, let's just get up and go walk seven miles, <laughs> half of it straight up a cliff. Why would I want to do that on purpose? And so, what they say is, "Well, you got to and you got to have bear spray." So I'm like. I'm out there. I went spread uh, on you or the bear. Well, I'm getting there. So, <laughs> so one of the other days we go fly fishing because I'd never been fly fishing, yeah. and which is hard. It's the hardest way to catch a fish ever. I, I didn't catch but one, and Missy went with me, and she's she was actually better at it than me as far as casting because yeah. she didn't have a because you, you had hundreds a, of thousands of casts to get over. I kept, you know, you it's don't just cast a, it that yeah, way. it's a right. different kind of system here and i didn't catch but one but it was like a 18 inch brown trout which is one from what i understand one of the hardest pulling fish there is was it pretty good catch. to bring oh it, it took me 20 minutes to get him in wow of course i sent a picture to jay because i was all proud of it and he sent back and said don't eat it <laughs> No, it's, so I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of took this. I think the flesh on them is full of bull bones. I mean, it's. But you know, there maybe, the, maybe we don't know how to cook them. Well, I grabbed the trout, going to take a picture. No, 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 don't take him out of the water. I was like, what? <laughs> well, just people get upset if you take him out of the water. I was like, look, let me let me explain something to you. Here's my order. I'm on. I'm going to turn the trout back. But we have God, humans, animals. He was looking at me. <laughs> This was like your so guide I'm gonna or whatever. Pick him up and take a picture, and then I'm gonna let him go. And he he'll oh, no, and he'll be fine. So they get people get upset about that. I said, well, that's idiotic. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> they need to know the order. So on the hiking, we, uh, you know, they said, well, here's the bear spray. So I asked that guy when I was fishing, I was like, does this bear spray actually work? Because I said, how many bears have you seen? He said, hundreds. I said, oh, really? He said, well, when I used to guide elk hunting, you know, I'd carry a pistol. And I was like, no, you're my kind of man. <laughs> He's like, well, no, I didn't care for the bears. He said, I, I carried that for me. And I was, because it, it's kind of what you said. He's, he's like, if the bear, if I get way too close, because they don't necessarily kill you quick. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I think I'd empty the pistol out. He's, he's like, he's it, like it ain't He said, it ain't going. Hey, you, you run up on the right grizz. It's over. I said, well, what's the deal with the bear spray? And he's like, well, it just makes you feel better. <laughs> these people come in from all over the world, and it's an option. He said, but, you know, and, and it has worked, like, because it'll spray up to about 20 feet away. He said, but, you know, if the bear wants to dismember you, that spray ain't going to stop it. <laughs> Neither is a pistol. 
So it's sort of like a bug spray down here. Let's let's take a quick break. So one of the things we know about 2020 out of a lot of there's been a lot of stuff going on in 2020. Uh, oh, obviously, I thought you were talking about that news show. Oh no! Good oh. night, Jess. Right. You don't even watch the news. No, no. The year 2020. Uh, we've seen a lot of stuff, and one thing it's reminded us of is there is a need. I would say, Dad, for self reliance in 2020, because you know, when you're in a big city, people are just sitting around waiting for the police to show up for every little thing that happens because people aren't very self reliant. It keeps you coming that? up. Quiet life, mind your own business, mm-hmm. work hard, your daily life will win the respect of outsiders so that you won't have to be dependent on anybody. Yep. So Literally, no one but God, God and God alone. That's right. So our audience understands about self-reliance. That's why ammo sales are up and that's why gun sales are up because people are like, look, we ultimately got to take care of ourselves. This next product we're talking about is is something that's going to aid you in that, especially if you're just maybe you purchased a, a handgun for the first time. I've heard a lot of people say that in cities. They had never had a gun before, and now they're saying we better get a gun. So this is uh, iTarget Pro, uh, which basically it's an app on your phone, and there's a you put a bullet you know in your gun that's but it's a laser. Uh, it shoots the laser. Don't yeah. shoot an actual Exactly. Bullet. So you're not actually shooting the bullet, but you shoot it at your phone, but it's going to tell you where you're hitting it on the target. So it's a great way to be able to get your muscle memory right, to be able to practice shooting without having to go to a gun range or something like that. So, And we want safe um, gun ownership for sure. That's yeah. important for all of us. Shooting a gun is technique anyway. Right. You know, we had a Navy SEAL train us how to shoot a pistol. We spent half the day. We never actually discharged a live round for hours right we were just all technique and you would dry fire yeah so it's the same it's the same concept so uh if you will uh go to itargetpro.com right now you can get 10 percent off plus free shipping if you use the offer code fill that's at itargetpro.com use the offer code fill save you some money and uh, practice on your shooting Yeah, I'd say that was in the same category as a bug spray in, in the blind during teal season. It ain't really working. I mean, you know, we bring yeah. it anyway, but it ain't keeping it up. Well, the most thing they're upset about, this is why I wanted, wanted to tell you, is these the, the government, you got to watch them. They, somebody in, in their government system decided, you know, we used to have wolves. Let's bring them back. And everybody I talked to was highly upset about it. Because the number one uh, economy mover in Montana is ranches. Yep. You know, tourism is number two. And they're like, why bring in a bunch of wolves they to attack it. our herd yep. <laughs> and attack us? You know, Because now you have the bears, which, okay, we'll deal with it. And now we have wolves. And they were so upset. So I just <laughs> thought to myself, why, why would why would we do that? There there's some things that humans got rid of. That's a good thing. Yep. And I think wolves. That's one of them. I mean, what do what do y'all think? And there's sti- and there still are wolves. They're just where people aren't. Because go up in Alaska, especially North Oregon, there's still wolves on the planet. Yeah, it's, I'm it's not just saying they're eradicate not, the right, species. I mean, people do the same thing with dinosaurs. You know, they make the moves. Oh, wouldn't it be great? You know, if all the dinosaurs were back. No. We'd be toast. <laughs> yeah. There would be people dying every other minute. You don't want to live with a T Rex running. You don't around. want that, <laughs> That's you idiot. That's why we got rid of them. They said, well, you know, we hadn't figured it out. I'm sure some humans had something to do with it. <laughs> Either that or the Almighty. Yeah. So you had a good time. Is, is what I had saying. a good time. Uh, it was, you know, there was a couple things that happened. It was my 30th year anniversary yeah which when you're with your kids and they're not really even though reed is married now you're not they're not really old enough i guess to i mean they're like yeah happy anniversary that's about it <laughs> and which is you know so it was kind of weird being on the trip and uh, we had something really comical happen that we never told our kids because i didn't know how to explain this i went in there i mean this place we were staying was fancy spancy and 
we had known the woman who owned the house and she's just like, Hey, nobody's going to be there, you know? And so I mean, I got there and I was like, Whoa, I mean, this was fancy fancy. So I went in there and plopped on the bed, you know, I mean, me, Missy and I were in there, but I just plopped it. And well, the whole bed just went, Whoa. it just, I broke the bed, <laughs> but so that we hey, got to tickling. The, yeah, that, you're yeah. jumping on the bed. You're 51 years old. I didn't really old. jump on it. I just plopped down on it. <laughs> and so then I was like, well, the kids, they're going to think this is funny. Mrs. like, well, you can't tell. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, okay, it's our it's our 30th year anniversary, and you're going to walk out of this room and say, well, well we, we broke, broke the, the bed. bed. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's exactly what I would have done. So we never said a word, but it was bad because the whole week we were there, no matter where you got on the bed, you wound up in the middle. You wound up in the middle. Well, that sounds like Miss Kay. That's what you always say about uh, mom. I had one the same way, and finally I looked up under it, and it had collapsed up under it, and I got red down there at a well mill <laughs> strut across there and yeah. bring it up to where we were. Fairly level now. <laughs> so now you're not flowing to the middle. No matter where you started, you ended up right out there in the, in the V. <laughs> well, right. what's weird, as affectionate as my wife and I are, I mean, we're still head over heels in love 30 years later. I mean, but once we go to sleep, neither one of us want to be touched. You know, once, right. once the, the festivities are over. <laughs> That's right. That's it. Don't touch me. And and you wonder it, why Al, I said that your younger brother always ha- he never runs out of stories. He, he does well, not. I mean, what I've said is though, if you if you both I'm wind trying, up at I'm the, trying to work in the golf course, the grizzly bears, I was breaking you about the bears down. You add it all up. Not much was going on up in there. You know what I'm saying? He, well, he broke a bed. <laughs> broke a bed. He broke a bed. On my did, 30th year anniversary. Just by jumping on it or sitting on it. Yeah. All right, so, Dad, I want to hear what – so, during our little break we had, uh, so you were doing uh, media for Jesus Politics, which has released now since um, since we took the break. I, I sat there in one spot. Some of it would, would be on video and some of it would just be audio, telephone, but I did about 25 of them in about – a 10-day period, talking to various people nationwide about the book Jesus Politics. You know, most of them were intrigued. They said, <clears throat> said both those topics are supposed to be taboo. Yes, right. To, Jay to, said to that a few weeks ago. That's yeah, right. Jesus, and, you, and you put it in both the no, time. You, know, you can't discuss religion and politics and said that you, you put them both <laughs> together in one book. I'm like, you know, just trying to get people to love God and love one another. I said, it's like pulling teeth. But anyway, I well, the good all, news was all you, I was doing was doing interviews on the book, which is it's quite the hassle unless you, you know, if you got four, five, six, seven in one day. Yeah, it's quite a few. At 8 o'clock in the morning to about 4.35 at evening. Yeah, you're on a schedule. We've all released books, so we all know what that's like. Yeah. But what was interesting was one, you didn't have to go to New York, which was a major plus for you because no of coronavirus. So we did everything from the house no or from town. But you know these people. I mean, I just went to Montana. I flew on an airplane. There, the planes were packed. Yep. The where I was at Montana, packed. Now everybody had mask on. Pretty much, yeah. I'd say ninety percent. Mm-hmm. But Same life is going a, on. I yeah. mean, a lot of people watching the news or whatever, thinking we've all dug a hole somewhere. And, yeah, I mean, I there the was not one beach. open seat on any plane that yeah. I got on. Well, just to give you an example, we've we've uh, the the Robertson. Let's what what shall we call them? Th- the three of us and Willie, and uh, <laughs> even Jep down there in uh, Austin, but. Uh, but just this little group up here in the last 10 days, two weeks, we've baptized like 70 something people. And they, they this come, month, that's right. They're coming from all over the United States. Some of them so, are you guys unashamed. Sure. Yeah. So we're seeing a, a movement of sorts, call it what you will. We're pointing people to Jesus saying, eternal health care, it's free. So, and and people are coming to be baptized, and then you run into the government edict that says you can't get within six foot of a person. Well, they've driven from... I think that's and just flown. a suggestion. They've driven and flown from all over the yeah. United States, and they, they want 
us to baptize them. And we're like, we're more than happy to do it. Jesus said, go make disciples, baptize them. We're like, okay. So we got to figure out how to get some kind of rope and pulley system because we kind of stay within six feet of them. Somehow or another, <laughs> snatch them down under the water with a rope and then draw them back up with some kind of... That doesn't sound Or right. you just walk up and let them clasp. They hold their nose and let them clasp your hand and you bury them and you raise them up. Are and you being sarcastic? I'm just saying, <laughs> what do you do? Do you go with the government edict? Jesus didn't say go make disciples and baptize them unless there's a pandemic. Then, then you well, all, bet, then all bets are off. Yeah, wow. check with your local authorities. Yeah. Uh, most go- Jace is right. Most governors have been. Here's our suggestion. There have been some that have been a lot more forceful than others in certain states. But in our state, uh, our governor basically has said, "Here's what I suggest." But when it comes to churches, uh, you're exempt from you know the, a lot of the other rules that are out there, and you do you know do the right thing. So he's basically left up to churches and pastors, which I mean well, I appreciate him doing we that. Do it as Most I, states, I didn't know that. That's yeah, good. yeah. As a governor consideration for other people, but I mean we're not the type of people who are saying, "Oh yeah, we believe in an all powerful God who's." You know, omnipotent and controls the atoms and molecules. Will raise us from the dead. Raise us from the dead. He's eternal. And oh, but let me get my mask on, so because so, I don't want to get sick while I'm sitting in here singing about him. Well, that just seems kind of yeah, it's kind of yeah. silly to say. It, it is. However, silly. so I just look at it like it's a it's a it's something nice right to do. For your fellow man, yeah, to to look after yeah. the people that are that are most at risk. Let's mm. take another break. So uh, we've been talking about some of the dangers of, of 2020, uh, and obviously people have bought guns, they bought ammo, they bought ways to protect themselves. But one of the things we've noticed about our current era that we live in, boys, is that uh, a camera is an important security item to have around your house. If you have a gate, if you have property lines, you know, a camera is a good thing to have. Well, you uh, basically, I mean, we put our trust in God, and then you have the next level which is animals guns mm-hmm. and cameras that's right because people are terrified of being caught on camera because one yeah because then you put it out there on the to internet protect, who, who is this guy to protect is to shield to guard to defend yep love always protects that's right you love your family you hear glass breaking there's somebody coming in your window should have opted for a Bible study. Yeah, <laughs> that's always the best option. But if they're not going to, uh, Simply Safe uh, is one of our sponsors, and so we want you to check these guys out. They got everything you need to protect your home. You get sensors, you get cameras, you get professional monitoring. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. You just peel and stick the sensors where you need them. All this starts for fifteen dollars a month, which is great news, a great price. Try Simply Safe dot com slash unashamed you get free shipping and 60 day uh, free risk-free trial so simply dot com slash unashamed check these guys out for the book i want to let the audience know one is thank you because uh, you guys have uh, helped keep dad at the right around the top on the religious books section and then also in and out of the top 10 on the all books which is great a lot and unashamed nation is a big part of that a lot of you have sent me emails about it. Where can we still get it? There's still some, uh, the last time I checked, there's still some signed copies available on premium collectibles slash Jesus politics. And I'll get Cole to put that up. Uh, premium collectibles slash Jesus politics. So you want to get a signed copy from there as long as they last. And then I wanted another thing that they asked me to ask you guys to do was write a review for the book on Amazon because this helps us stay at the top of the list. And I wanted to read a couple of those, and some of them may be podcast listeners. Uh, one is Ryan Shoemaker. This was on Amazon. And he said, excellently written book that is worth a read for all Americans, hard-hitting with the need to return our government to God, but also teaches us to forgive the lawless ones who show no forgiveness to whom they disagree. That's right. I thought that's a pretty good take because yep. that's exactly right. It was very much a book about loving your fellow man. He got the gist of it. He did. Uh, this was McQuinn on Amazon. New insights, encouragement, truth, and he's got that in all caps, humor, 
uh, clear and easy to read. I highly recommend reading and sharing this with friends and relatives. So that was just a couple of them. Uh, we'd love for you guys to go on Amazon if you've read the book. And, and look, if you didn't like it, be honest, you can say that. It's okay. But uh, we'd love for you to review it and let folks know what it was about. But that was what dad was doing. Uh, he was working. How many books have you signed <laughs> in book plates? A lot, huh? More than I want to want to bring up, <laughs> which is true. So, uh, one last thing before we get to we're, we're eventually going to get into John Tim uh, today, but I do want to say, Jason doesn't even realize this. Probably, this is another momentous podcast. Are you aware of why one thirty? No, well, we're yeah, we are one thirty. That was good. Oh, you must have saw it on my note. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it is one thirty, which is momentous, but no, it's bigger than that. <laughs> What's the significant? Of we officially changed the name of Unashamed. Well, it, why do y'all keep doing this stuff? Well, <laughs> it's just because these are these are big changes. Th- things change. You so are, we Jack have a Hanks new name. We now? have a new name. All right. What is it? It is Unashamed with Jace with Phil and Jace Robertson. <laughs> and so our logo thing. which people are seeing which i didn't make the names but at least i did make the picture they had oh, me with a beard on the picture so there's our pic there's our new picture that's our new uh, so podcast what, what name. stage are you gonna get your name well i don't know i guess list. i'm still earning my stripes maybe i'll yeah. you know if we get phil jason al that was a lot of names to put on By there. The way, so i'm just is, the quarterback here who is uh we and who is they <laughs> Because they, somebody, they decided that'd be the name, and we, who's we and they? And you're just now finding out about it? Me and you are not we or they. I know it. That's what scares me. The I'm they, not really scared about it. I just. The they, well, I'll tell you who the they is. The they is Blaze TV, who is, is our network that provides the podcast. And so they decided that they wanted both you guys' uh, name on the title. So that's well, I'm it glad came. it took them 100 and And didn't want your name there. Well, they asked me, and I said I would just as soon not because you know Zach's going to be filling in for me. So I'm just kind of a, okay. I'm kind of a, you know, I'm like the quarterback that sometimes I need a rest. The guy steps in, so this is more about you two guys. So that was so the what idea. Are, what are we linemen? Where they yeah. play every so snap. Jace, <laughs> so how does that make maybe you a lineman? Maybe how does that make you feel, Jace? You made, you made the kind of weird made... that we did 130 episodes before somebody said, "Hey, Bob, what?" <laughs> Oh, Jace is there <laughs> on every episode. Well, but you said it. You said, you know, I just was a guest. I showed I up one time and I never left. Well, finally, they're like, okay, I guess he's part of the regular They didn't show. have to do that. I'm sure somebody made an executive decision. But look, what I wanted to talk about today was, because I didn't bring up this. I, I was upset about these wolves being released. <laughs> I'm upset about he, he that. He can't now. get off the no, wolves. They kind of wanted it. <laughs> modern day to see what varmints were there whatever their their god made them the wolves the foxes the coyotes there's a lot of four-legged bobcats it's all kind of creatures running around they 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 trimmed the wolf population down so much that they said you know we don't want to lose a particular species they're not looking at it from a godly perspective but they said you know well, because we they said they used to be here. You know, they got the buffalo down. To, you saw some buffalo, right? I saw the herd, about well, 30. Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is at one time there was millions, and they pretty well wiped and stacked them till it was pathetic. Yep. They shot way too many of them. Yep. Yeah, but Phil, Why, I don't know. And they got rid of the wolves while I they were I agree with the, the, on the buffalo. So, I, that, so there are people who are saying, you know, let's bring it back to at least – Kind of the way it was back when the old mountain men came across there and said, Boy, these So you kind of like the idea. I mean, just. Well, here's the problem. I'm not knocking it. Yeah, I got it. Here's the problem. But for the ranchers who are there, they they would say, Phil, you'd probably change your mind if you were a rancher rancher. and were raising cattle. I see both sides of it. Well, see, our guide, we went to Yellowstone. We saw basically, my take on Yellowstone is this whole thing's fixed to blow. I mean, there's stuff bubbling out of the ground. Yeah, if you ever want to come, don't say that like fiction to because they've got it figured out that at some point it will. And yeah. well, Virgil, who was our he was our 79 year old tour guide for Yellowstone, he said uh, they say this thing was supposed to erupt last week. <laughs> I said, well, Virgil, he said they were wrong. Even yeah. in Louisiana, we would be cutting it thin from the ash. 
and all of the ramifications if it did explode. I saw a deal there, you know, oh, Smithsonian yeah. Channel. We talked about it'll it. It'll reach all the way down to Louisiana, everything west of the Mississippi. Well, but, you know what old Verd said? He said, I read a book one time that said that wasn't the way it was going to end. <laughs> I said, what book was that? He said, the, the Bible. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, it does say there's going to be a big fire. Big fire. Maybe that's to be the start of it, you yep. know. And he said, well, God's going to set it, not, <laughs> you know, over here, well, in you think about those. Rage is a good point. Yeah, he does because you think about the geothermic stuff that's going on with this ball that we're floating around on and flying around on. I mean, there is some massive stuff going on inside of this ball. I mean, there is <laughs> yeah. some fireball. But Ver, old Verge said he's a rancher, and on the side, he likes to meet people, and he he, he reminded me of you. He whatever he thought, he said it, which was. <laughs> Kind of funny, yet disturbing, (laughs) yet interesting. But he was a believer, and I mean, it was just he was a really nice guy. If you ever go to Montana, you know, in Big Sky, look for everybody. He said everybody knows who I am. That Virgil's his his name, but he and he'll he takes people to Yellowstone. But uh, but he was upset over these wolves, and he convinced me. He's like, the reason we don't have the wolves, we relocate them. You know, we relocated them, or we didn't just shoot them. Yeah. He said, and this for a reason. He said, when you go to Yellowstone now, well, you don't see much wild game. He said, before the wolves? Oh, I saw it everywhere. But now you forced everything else to go out in the open because Yellowstone is a lot of woods. Right. He's like, well, they got the heck out of there because there's wolf- packs of wolves roaming for every kind of critter. He has a point. Because nobody's point. hunting them. Right. He's like, I wouldn't have minded if you brought them back. If you'll just don't let them get out of hand, or if you're no, they just turn them loose and say good luck. He said, now nobody go out the Let's woods. None, none of the animals will, and so the wolves. That now, when you go on a ten hour deal, we saw one herd of buffalo about thirty, and one herd of elk about ten. Mm-hmm. I was over ten hours riding around. I was like, where's all the where's all the animals? Yeah. He's like, you ain't gonna see no animals over here. He said the, they they're on the other side now where it's. They can look out there five miles and see a pack of wolves come. So from our perspective, the wolves are just coyotes on steroids. I mean, because that's the way well, coyotes yeah. are here. They're just they ain't really good for anything except killing everything that that we they're, want. To but eat. it made they're me marauders, think marauders, yeah, marauders, marauders. It made me like, think of this story, you know, in in John ten when Jesus, yeah, he said, "I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate." but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. So you're like, what is he talking about? The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Then it says, Jesus used this figure of speech, but they didn't understand what he was telling them. Hang, hang on, Jess. Let's take a break and finish your point. So I, was, uh, I heard this the other day on another ad uh, on the radio, Jay, you've heard this before. Uh, this woman named Deborah said, I couldn't believe we were being evicted from our home that we did not sell. Cause, and I, I, you know, we've read these ads a lot, but then I saw a picture of this poor woman and I thought, man, it just made it even more real to me to realize what a terrible thing to happen. When you have panic and chaos, then people with mischief on their mind come in and try to invent ways of doing evil, like steal your title off the Internet or your identity or what, you know, in this case, they'll steal your house, Phil. Yeah, and there's been several of them. Uh, basically, uh, it's identity theft that's done on the internet for your home title, and so we got a company uh, that's out there to protect from cyber thieves. We've been talking about protecting our sheep from thieves. This is a good way to protect it. HomeTitleLock dot com is this company. You go there, you register, make sure you're not already a victim. If you use the code Phil. You get 30 days of uh, protection. So that's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code Phil. Check it out. Which you're thinking, why is Jesus, you know, most people who have a little bit of knowledge get it. You know, Jesus is our shepherd. We're 
sheep. And, you know, when you think about sheep, now even in Montana, they got these uh, mountain sheep, the ram, what are they called? Uh, sheep ram. I mean, what the, they got the horns. Yeah, the, the rams. You know, they'll, they'll ram each other. You can hear it over a mile off, right. which is incredible. But, uh, you know, when you think about sheep, their only defense, because they're a meek animal, is just to stick together. They just form a pack. And basically, they're real obedient animals. That's why I think Jesus was using they're very timid. The, the analogy. But my point about the wolf, he goes on to say in verse 7, Therefore Jesus said again, I'll tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't listen to him. I am the gate, which I love this because his nickname is I am. Right. And, and here he goes again. And then he says, he will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, which is a, much quoted verse right. in our society for it's years. One, if you yeah. thought that was some kind of poem, you know, it's actually John 10, 10, 10. Then he says, I am again, the good shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, which is the difference in Jesus and all other religious leaders. I mean, Jesus, he, he, he laid down his life for us. He created us then laid down his life for us. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees, uh Oh, the wolf coming, <laughs> positive or negative? I think this is negative. It is. When he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I mean, there's a lot to get into here, but I just thought to myself, Wolves are bad. Now, I'm not, I don't want to eradicate them like you said, but I think there's a reason that they were relocated. And the humans were, the humans that were making their living from ranching were putting that as a factor. Wolves and I think kinda, it was a good thing. Wolves went out of control. Uh, one of the guys sent us a note and said, my question is about hunting and killing varmints. On my deer lease, we have pigs out the wazoo, and they tear up food plots, eat all our corn, destroy the ground and equipment. I've always been raised to eat what, what you kill, so I have a tough time just whacking and stacking the pigs by the hundreds. But I know y'all are godly man. Y'all have beaver issues. We talk about put a bullet in the head, and y'all do what needs to be done. So that being that being said, I know just going and killing something in this case, literally, the, the according to all the wildlife people in the nation, this infestation of wild hogs. Yeah, they're in, they're they're moving. They just keep moving, and it's a phenomenon like they've never seen. And they are, for lack of a better way to describe them, a very invasive species. I mean, I think they, they carry a lot of diseases, yeah, and they they do a they lot of tearing up. I mean, I would say to that, there's I, too I, many I'm, wild. I'm going to go back to the order I said. If you have your order, which I get from Romans one, you have God, people, and then animals in in that order. And you say, well, where where are you getting that? It says, you know, they suppress God, even though they knew. And worshiped and served created things rather yep. than the creator. Yep. And then it 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 says that uh they bow down Images and made to look like birds, animals, and reptiles. That's right. And so, man. Yeah. So they elevated the animal world. They which, have. which look, even in our society today, there's some people that love their dog more than they do any other human. That's just a fact. If you hadn't met these people, look out. Yep. But because they're treating this, no, look, I like my dogs, love them. But I realize they're a dog, and we're humans. You know, if someone comes to attack my family, I'm putting the dogs out as the first line of defense, and I would hate it. But you know what? We're they're they're the last at the line. 
Love always protects. Yeah, that's right. So that's what I would say. I mean, I try to use judgment. I mean, because I, I get what the guy's saying. You just don't want to. I'm not a go out there and kill something because I can. Just for the sake of killing. Yeah, I have no <laughs> he interest can contact in that. the wildlife officials in this. He's from Texas in the, yeah. in the great state of Texas. He needs to contact the biologists there and say, what about all these hogs? It seems like that. Yeah. What I need to do about them? Is it okay to whack them and stack them? Because I hate to let them just light, fall where they are, and that's it. But use uh, one of Clint Eastwood's lines. I mean, you know, the the bobcats and the coyotes, they need to eat too, and so yeah. do the buzzards. <laughs> well, right. So, so everybody's going to have a feast. Let's take uh, one last break talked about that even on the property that this is all part of the ecosystem so sometimes when something becomes so invasive that then it's destroying other things then those need to be thinned down and we know that from deer hunting and everything else for things oh, to I be see. healthy <clears throat> healthy if you have too many then they get diseased you and definitely you know, have to, to they're to gonna render, die off eventually right. oh yeah you know but i yeah. don't like it when i was in montana up there you know the deer acted tame I don't like that. Yeah, I, I like for them to keep their wildness. When when I walk up, I want them to run. Yep. <clears throat> you know they do down here because people shoot them. Even if you slow down your car, if you see deer, they know. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> tell the tongue with your yeah. mud grip. Ooh, they're gone. Run. They should run because the next thing that happens. He's slowing them. down. The redneck oh, slowing down. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they've been conditioned to know, right? Oh yeah. But Jace is right. You go in some of these other places, and you stop, and they look up at you. And they're chewing, you know. I mean, they're you know, for me to you, and they're looking, you know, and they go back to eating because they they've had the car stuff, and everybody's taking the pictures. Oh, I can't believe Stevenson it. lives in Colorado. Dan's dad, and he's taken several pictures on his little back room, little concrete covered thing. Yeah. He's looking through the plate glass window, taking a picture of mountain lions, sometimes two of them walking within 10 feet of where he's seated watching television. They, wow. they just walk by, mountain lions. Wow. Just walk on by him. He's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, because that's... He has a, pictures of them. Yeah. Just right there next to his house, in so, his house. So you basically. think it's just because they built into their area or they've just gotten comfortable? Subdivision people? reached out in there. That's right. They, they yeah, know that's right. man's not going to harm them. Right. So they come down in there to feed or whatever a mountain lion does. But Stevenson has taken Ooh. several pictures of them within 10 feet of where he is, just a plate glass window there, and they walk by. Wow. I like how Jesus makes an analogy, though, of a real life. Because we get that. We're sitting there because we're outdoors people. I mean, I was just in the outdoors in Montana, and you know, when I started telling you all my stories, it was all about the outdoors because right. that's that's what I like. Right. But Jesus was using that figure of speech what it said they wasn't getting it, but I get it. You know what what separates Jesus from other? Would you want to say religious leaders or just leaders? I mean, mm -hmm. he basically said they they're thieves, they they're robbers. Because he's representing people as sheep, which we are, which I think it's an awesome illustration. Because what what do sheep do? They're prone to panic. <laughs> Any kind of sense of that, they panic. They, what, what, they scare easily. They yep. scare easily, and, and they basically need a shepherd. They need a direction. They have to be protected. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what the ranchers talking about up there. Well, what, what I find interesting is when you think of the thief and the robber, you think of people who are trying to lead people down a road of destruction or, you know, bad. Well, later in the New uh, Testament, they're called I mean, called a big a, old cow has no chance with a, with no, a pack of wolves. No, because he's just standing there. <laughs> yeah. So it's like but, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, you know, it's kind of right. the picture you get. Like they're sneaking into the ranks. Yeah. yeah. But, then he, but then he brings up the hired hand, which you would think, well, that's legitimate. And he's like, yeah, but the first sign of trouble, he gone. <laughs> That's right. He and and then he makes the point to where they all have one thing in common: the thief, the robber, and even the hired hand. Because I because I always think about preachers, uh, you know, the hired hand. <laughs> they have one thing in common: they don't care about the sheep. Yeah, and you just 
and I'm not saying everyone's like that, but he made a point that outside of Jesus himself, if you're putting your faith and trust in, in these people, you're going to be disappointed because mm-hmm. people will get what they can get out of you. They'll send you down a path of destruction and they'll give the appearance that, that they really care. And you'll look up and say, no, he was just a human. He, and that's the nature of humanity. But that's why Jesus was saying, got some red letters here. He didn't say that, but if you want to know what I'm like, you can trust, you can take this as assurance. Here, here's your true leader. Right. So, <clears throat> well, you're right. I mean, look, I've been a preacher most of my life and it's always upset me to see a person who was in a shepherding role as a pastor or whatever. And that really didn't care about sheep, but cared about himself or cared about right. something else. And I mean, that's to someone who does care about sheep. It's, you know, it's very insulting. And it's also, you know, it shows you why the, there's so many dangers mentioned in the Bible about them. And this comes from what Jesus said in this text, because ultimately Satan is the thief. One of the things I liked about John 10, 10 is it, it, it paints a clear picture of the two sides you're looking at. You got Jesus who comes to give you abundant life. If you just trust in him. And then you got the thief life, whatever form of evil that takes, whether it's a wolf in sheep's clothing, whatever. And he, his purpose here is to hurt you and destroy you, which yep. is exactly what the evil one is out to do for anybody. That's yep. what he wants to do. That's just why he's done so much of that in our culture. So yep. I think John 10 is a, is a, is a great, Jesus is great at doing exactly what we've been talking about. And that is he looks at something in real life and then he explains it. What's interesting is just like we studied everything we else we have into John nine or up to John nine, the people don't always get it. Have you realized that does how much they missed it? I mean, cause like, and maybe we have, obviously we have the, you know, we're hindsight looking back on what he did, but I can't imagine they wouldn't have got some of that, but they were just like, what? what's it? In fact, later on, they're like, well, there he goes, demon possessed again. I mean, I, who knows what he's talking about? He, he's a crazy man, yeah. you know. And yet, it makes perfect sense to me when you look at the analogies that are all there. Yeah, I mean, he said, "I know my sheep, and my sheep know me." And they were obviously not. You know, he later on says, yeah. "You're not in my pen because you don't know me." <laughs> That's right. I'm. I've introduced myself, but you're you refuse right. to get to know me, which I think is a. It's kind of a cool point when it comes to a relationship, having a relationship with Jesus versus going through some kind of ritualistic, right. religious, whatever you want to call it, right. which which I think North America tends to go the ritualistic mm-hmm. instead of the relationship. I right. mean, he's like, no doubt, I know my sheep and they know me, which... I've always used this as an illustration, which is why I think the number one phrase in the Bible is don't be afraid. And like number four is fear God. Because, you know, I've said this before on on earlier podcasts, you know, we fear God because he knows us and it's not good. (laughs) So we're like, uh, But then we're not afraid because we know God that he's loving and compassionate and we can trust him and he's merciful. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what his point, you know, we're, I'm the gate, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep, get to know me. So that's, uh, that's our intro into John 10, getting into it. We'll talk about more next time. A lot of really good stuff to flesh out about this idea of sheep and shepherding. It's all over the Bible. So we'll talk about that next time on Unashamed. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.